Howdy, howdy, folks. Welcome back to Hoot and a Half. I'm Matt King. And I'm Mike Sheffer. And on this episode, we have the one, the only, Scotty, Scotty Sire. You may know Scotty from Vine, YouTube, and his incredible music. And he just put out a song recently and a music video that I'm in called Don't Be Sad. So be sure to check it out and enjoy this conversation with the coolest dude I know, Scotty Sire. Enjoy. Scotty Sire is in the building. It's like one of the morning radio hosts. Like, what's up, everybody? Today, so we got Scotty Sire. We got noisemakers. Like, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Hoot and a Half with Matt King and his co-host Mike Shepard, who I didn't know was going to be here. Oh, well, you didn't. Well, we've only had six episodes for you to listen and catch up on. I do not. I do not listen to podcasts. I don't listen to like David's either because like we live the podcast. You know, like we see each other and have our conversations all the time. So this is a nice surprise for you, Scott. I'm here and not a disappointment. It's a nice surprise. surprise. He's a ray of sunshine. I fucking love life. I fucking love Mike. Oh, so I meant to say. I love you too, Scott. S- Scott, I just watched the music video. It came out, what, less than an, an hour ago. Just exactly an hour ago. The now. Don't Be Sad music video. We and the song is fantastic. Thank you so much. Might be your best I, I one yet. It. I think it is his best one. And I was like telling you, like when we were on set for the video, I'm like, this is going to be amazing when you perform it live. And you're like, if I ever get to perform it <laughs> live, but it's amped. It's so full of energy. The video was so fun to shoot. Um, and yeah, I, and I love the lyrics. You know, when Ilya and I, we were in the kitchen trying Rehearsing to memorize it. it. There's a tough part in the chorus yeah. because it's like, because I was crying on the bedroom floor. They told me. Don't we kept wanting sad. to say, lying on the bathroom floor, it, lying... It, or crying in the bathroom floor. It so does kind of make you want to say bathroom, but what's, it is what's the it's bedroom. Uh, I was crying on the, bedroom, on the floor. bedroom floor. They told me don't be sad anymore. There, I, I, I watched the music video. Well, and acapella, Scotty Sire performance right now. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I was watching the music video, though, and there is one clip of me in the background during the chorus, and I say lying. Like my mouth oh, is, you can says, tell? is I didn't. I didn't notice, so I don't think anyone else will notice. Now they will. Go back and watch the music video. Try and see if you can spot where... Where Mike messes, messes, messes up, but <laughs> I, I do pretty well uh, with the bubble machine because I also did the bubble machine for the uh, kickback video. Oh, you oh. killed it! You had the most. The you had the Matt King over dramatic expression face <laughs> down. <laughs> I was trying to amp it up. I needed everybody to like be on the same vibe as you, but it was a really fun shoot. Did and you have fun shooting it, Scott? I had fun shooting it. There was a lot. There was like a scene where we ran through the street. Oh, and but I you wasn't actually there. left for that leave. part. Yeah. Um, you know, I understand relationship duties. But it, Jason still needed a costume. I'm wearing like a big cutout of the planet Earth, and Jason wasn't wearing anything, so he needed a costume. We swapped. We swapped gotcha. it out. But gotcha. I do have what do the eggs in the carton of milk symbolize? Nothing. <laughs> literally, I don't know why they put it next to my head, but they but they got these like blue containers that were just unbranded containers. Um and it kind of looked like one of those nuclear bomb houses for like when they were testing the bombs yeah, yeah, before yeah, World War looks, II. <laughs> do you still have those or they just brought them in? They took them back. That was the the art department's supplies. Oh. It was like a full shoot, like production, catering. It was a full shoot and I had I paid extra for coronavirus insurance. Like wow. there's there's like a whole new normal for everything that has to happen now. Like yeah. the crew was wearing masks the entire time. And yeah, we had to wear masks like every break, like once a shot was done, masks on. Yep. Of course, it's like you know a bunch Shooting of kids outside. that want to take the mask off, and yeah. the, one of the, the producer guy had to be there the whole time. Like, guys, can you please just put your mask back on? Like, oh wow, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah, great. Yeah, no, they, they it was really well done, and they were uh, very conscious, like to make sure that it was up to 
all the proper like sanitation standards yeah they, they literally brought like hand sanitizer stands and set like three of them up around the house for anyone wow. who, like if they touch something then you hand sanitize mass on mm. the entire time i have another so. question i have all these questions about the lyrics too so your dad <laughs> your dad says my dad made a joke and a laugh and he said son it's your attitude you need to change mm -hmm. what was the joke it's not specific. My dad's just a funny guy. If I've ever called him crying about being an unhappy person, there was there was a period of time in my life, like three or four years ago. No, it was like five years ago now, six years ago, um, where I was drinking like crazy. wasn't making that much money. Vine was dying. I went to Vegas and I paid for a table, and then the next night I paid for another table, <gasps> and I was paying for them by myself, just using all my money, drunk, obliterated for the whole weekend. And I like got back from Vegas like super hungover and depressed that I'd like. Just spent all my money. I have nothing to show for it. Oh no! Good. Was I there? No, it oh, was okay. it was a while back. I like basically went by myself and met up with a couple friends from my hometown, and I don't know why. I, I just got like wasted and spent all this money, and I was so disappointed in myself. I ended up quitting drinking for a month after that, and uh, and but you my, changed your attitude. I changed my attitude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But my dad always like if I call him up with any sort of serious issue, like he like very lighthearted will make a joke, crack crack some sort of joke. We laugh about it and, you know. Well, that's great. It's, it's a good, good dad, you know? Yeah. yeah. Is this your, your like dad, dad? My dad, dad. Your dad, dad. I got like, I got like 10 dads. I know. Cause one time I was <laughs> Wait, at a really? show, someone was like, <laughs> or I was at a show and like, I met your dad and then I also met your stepdad. And then my mom's newest husband. Yes. Yeah. Like so there was like these three. I'm like, I'm like, which one's Scott's dad? The short one. Yeah. The short one. Okay. <laughs> and you grew up in orange county orange but county, yeah you were born in newport i was born in hogue hospital in newport but it, i mean that's that was the nearest hospital in oc basically so i was like oh. i mean i lived in huntington beach my entire life until i moved up here did you like living in huntington beach i think huntington beach was like the ultimate Place like to place grow to up grow because up. oh I grew up in the suburbs of Dallas and all we're doing is wearing Hollister and we just had shirts that said Newport Beach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they even had a live stream of the Hollister Beach. Of, I remember of, that it was there was Hollister Beach and then some Hollisters had Huntington Beach, yep. but it was a live stream. And I don't even think it was a live stream. I think it was just a video that was on an hour oh. loop because the, the sunset never changed. But you would just go in there and walk in and just dream about it blew my mind to there. find out that hollister was also the name of a place i thought it was just like a brand name but it's like a beach and a place i didn't know that hollister was a place still until just now yeah it's a is place it? it's a beach i think is i'm pretty sure it's like a beach in california hollister beach and it, is it, abercrombie and fitch a place i know those are two no. people <laughs> yeah it's two people i'm pretty sure i'm gonna look it up right now hollister hollister california yeah i'm pretty sure it's a beach but i don't know if it's southern california or north of here yeah, no Pacific one cares. Coast, California, between Gavotia State Park and Point Conception. Where is that, Scott? Where is it? I don't know either of those places. Oh, it's a ranch. It's like a private beach. It's a Hollister Ranch. It's an active farming and cattle ranch for private housing community. Look at on the wayside, blah, blah, blah. So there's a place called the Hollister. No, that nobody can go to. I guess, yeah. <laughs> That's why you got to buy the clothes. I yeah. didn't know it existed. But as far as living in Orange County, like growing up there, I did like growing up there. It was, I mean, it was a nice, I lived in a nice area. I was really close to the beach. Um, when I first moved to LA from Orange County, I hated Los Angeles because I lived in like the heart of the city, like in Hollywood. And I just, I don't like being in that busy. Did you ever like, see area. yourself being in LA, but having grown up so close to it? Like, did you ever thinking, come and visit oh, here? When I'm gonna, 
be in my 20s. I want to be living in L.A. Like that would be like if I was living in Dallas and being like, oh, I guess I'd move to Fort Worth or Austin or. Yeah, but Austin's like three hours away. Did you come and visit L.A. when you were living in Huntington or there was never a reason no, to come down here? Not at all. I, I never had like any desire to drive up to L.A. and like be in L.A. The only reason I did end up moving here was because. I started making a career out of Vine and social media, and I was like, everyone else is up here, so I'm going to come up to L.A., um, whereas a lot of those other kids that were in Orange County on Vine, like, they stuck in Orange County, like Brent Rivera, for yeah. example. Like, <laughs> like, a lot of people can, you can do, you can do the same thing that we're doing up here down there, and we've talked about that with our, the group of friends, like, we could all move somewhere other than LA, somewhere yeah. that's cheaper and like nicer. We have bigger houses. Like it's crazy. <laughs> a million dollars here gets you like less than a thousand square feet in, yeah. in yeah. Texas, Utah, Utah would, or Texas. And it, I say I vote Texas. It's just a matter of getting everyone to go somewhere so we can all stay together, keep making videos together. Yeah. Well, but it's tough enough to pick a bar to go to on a Thursday night, <laughs> let alone move everyone to a new state <laughs> hey, at man. the same time in the same neighborhood. We figured out the bar thing before the coronavirus hit. Everyone was just going to Saddle Ranch. Well, so. yeah. <laughs> we had just after five years, it had just been agreed upon. <laughs> Tuesday's karaoke night. Okay, so I got a question about growing up in Huntington. Um, so you were a wrestler, mm -hmm. right? That was your main sport? Yes. But you have also said that you were kind of like a shy kid growing up too. Super shy, yeah. But you're a total entertainer now. Were you involved in any like theater or any of those, the performing arts at all? No. I was, I'm like a typical YouTuber. Like every YouTuber, not every YouTuber is like shy, but you hear them all talking about how they're introverted and they're, they're shy because you have to talk to your camera and then you release it out to people. You get to edit it beforehand. It's, you're not like doing a school presentation. I would stand up for a school presentation and fucking shake and like not know what I was going to say. Yeah. I like, I was, uh, I have this one story for like a, a group work assignment we were supposed to do. And it's like, all right, like partner up with people. And like some, some girl that I kind of had a crush on, like was sitting in front of me and like, I was like, do you want to work together on this product project? And I was like, oh no, I think I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, like, I read this somewhere and I never knew about this, but when you were in high school, you kind of had this little side gig where you created a website mm -hmm. and you sold ads on it. It was like for a flash website. Cause I, it, I, it, it was in my computer class. I, I made a website called no games allowed cause they blocked all the arcade websites, all the big ones. So I made an arcade site in the class and I started ripping uh, games from other websites and put them on my website and told everyone in the class they could go play games on my website. What? Wow, that's brilliant. <laughs> how, how did you figure that out? My computer teacher actually helped me before he... <laughs> oh, Mr. Hayes? Mr. Hayes, before he blocked <laughs> my website. Where did you read this? Did you study uh, me? <laughs> I, I kind of went around like a few articles just trying, like, is there something about Scott that I didn't know? And that one stuck out. Where I was like, I have not heard this story. That, that was like my favorite teacher. You know how David has his favorite teacher that he used to yes. like mess around with and stuff? That was my favorite teacher. We used to mess around with him all the time. And like... We figured out one of my friends saw him driving and followed him back to his house. It sounds kind of creepy, but we went like we would go knock on his door and he's like, guys, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> you just wanted to hang out with him after class? Yeah. But, but he we, was like a cool enough teacher to team up with you on how to backdoor the security system. It on. wasn't like it wasn't like he was like seriously trying to like go around the school system or anything like that. But he was he saw that I took an interest in web design and was helping me with that for this project because it was like a 
it was like my own little side project in class that I was doing well with. So it was like wow, one supportive. Kid, well, yeah, it was really hard to play games at our school. You had to go to like certain websites that were like this fish link kind of thing where you could put in the URL and it would take you to a domain within a domain. Yes. But one kid, and I to this day I want to like message my entire high school. Someone installed this video game called Unreal Tournament. Unreal. Oh, that's Engine. like a whole last game. That's a whole system no. of, of video games. Oh, well, it was a tournament where or it was like this shooter game. It was like almost like Halo. And they installed it on every single computer in the entire school. And it was like no teacher or tech engineer guy could remove it. So kids would just go and play this amazing game like Halo. <laughs> in the middle and it would class. drive teachers nuts. I think the a person had to manually go to every single computer and uninstall it. But I want to figure out who it was. You know how like computers in, in high school were set up to where like if you download something into the fault like the computer and once it restarts everything goes away. Yeah. Unless you save it into your special like shared drive for that specific student. Yes. They must have done something where they they added that game into the like factory system yep. so that whenever the computer restarted, that game was still there. Yes. Look at Scotty Steyer still remembering all the ins and outs of the computer programming world. Dude, I was a nerd. I, like and that's the other thing is like I was able to like make little memes and shit when I was younger and like try to get people to laugh through like posting like a funny quote or something like that, but I would never be able to do it in person. You know? So you didn't do like stand-up comedy during the talent show, but like you'll make a meme and send it to your friends through the internet and try and get yeah, laughs. Yeah, because I don't, way. I don't have to worry about being my my sense of humor being rejected in person. Oh, it's like I get a laugh where I don't online. You know, and you made a little bit of money though with the ads that you. Yeah, I started running Google ads on the gaming website, and once I got like a. <laughs> Once I, got, I know Mike and I our reactions. I'm like looking. I'm like, can you believe this? That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Once I got like a solid enough like baseline, then my website like you know went up on the SEO like on the search results, and I started making like 25 bucks a day. And when I was 15, 25 bucks a day was awesome. Oh shit! Did it spread to other schools and like where other kids would know about it, or was it just contained within your high school? It spread to like all over the place. It, it wasn't like schools. It was just like a, a website that people knew about. And then someone ended up buying it for, from me. And I, I sold it. For how much? I sold it for $500, which was stupid. Because oh. <laughs> I was making so much money yeah. daily. But it, it was it was like dated technology. Because all these websites, you can get like a script and the games will like update automatically and they have like packages and coding and stuff like that. Mine was like manually placing games there and creating new pages. So it wasn't something that I could upkeep for that long. Is it still up? It might be. Some, Is the, your name still like on the, the letterhead? Yeah, are they masked? <laughs> the, yeah. the people who bought it, they they did that. They put a script on the site and made it like a very generic gaming website. So That's, Mike, it's I know so Cody, cool. Cody Co. Who? We got yeah. Scotty Sire. Cody can actually code though. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. Like I, yeah. I had no idea what I was doing really. It was just like you made the site in Flash, I think. Yep. Yes. And then it was just add new page, paste this, embed this game code in it. Yeah. So I was like... You did it as like iframes, like underneath. Yeah. And these, these, I was like running the data off of other websites who hosted the games. Right, right, right. Let's get back to the funny stuff. Okay. <laughs> no one gives a shit about all this coding. You ever see Cody Co talk about how he's a coder? No. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a shy, funny kid making memes, making cool websites, who and wrestles and, and has a and who wrestles huge, huge bod. stud. Huge uh, stud. Of a body. Huge, huge I mean, stud? you yeah. have the foundation. You're ripped. Like, oh, thanks. I can aspire to have Scott's bod, but like, I just feel like all of his days and days of doing wrestling and stuff. We, we like, had Casey but, on. His question was, how does Scott have that bod? And we said, I said wrestling, but 
Was that yeah, the foundation? I mean, it was wrestling. It's from just working out every day. And you, you've been working out a lot. Your shoulders are a lot bigger. Yes, but I, uh, I sprained my wrist. Is it actually sprained? Yes, it is. It's like completely bruised. And but I can tilt it. Hmm. It would be bro- if it was broken. I wouldn't be able to tilt it. Right. Matt King got hit by a bike. Oh my yes, god! Outside, outside, outside of a Jimmy John's. Have you told that story on your podcast? No, yet? I haven't. And I think Zane and Heath they like kind of told it from their point of view, but they weren't even there. Let's mm. hear it. First person. So, Mike and I. We're at Jimmy John's getting the Italian nightclub. Mike getting his little veggie sandwich. Your, your podcast listeners are really missing out on not having a video because when you tell stories, you get so animated. Like you just, <laughs> well, sneak well, peek coming soon. Yes, the video version is coming soon. We've, oh, ordered, we had, we've to, ordered furniture, cameras. Yeah, it's, it's coming. You got to come back when we have the video one. But will. back yes. to my injury, <laughs> my accident. Leaving the Jimmy John's. Got my subs in hand with a little kicking ranch. I'm in a good mood. Mike's asking me about liquid IV. And I'm like, oh, liquid IV, the lemon flavor is the best flavor. Ooh, when I get home, I'm actually going to boom out of nowhere. This guy just like, he's like, watch out, takes me down to the ground. It would be like if a bike hit you right now. That's how shocking it was. Like it made no sense. This guy was going 150,000 miles an hour. We stepped out. I took one step, we hear, oh my God. And the next thing, Matt's just on the floor. And I, the, all the wind is knocked out of me. I look down at my hand, it's bleeding. I, I I can't like breathe. My body's in shock. I can't assess like, is my leg broken? Is my head like smashed in? I don't know. And the guy's just like, breathe, man, breathe, breathe, breathe. And you know, kind of when it happened, the first thing that hit me was like, did I do something wrong? Was this my fault? Did I just walk into oncoming traffic? Like, was I not looking around? Was that a car um, or a fucking bicycle? Yeah. <laughs> and the dude felt really, really bad. I was being really nice with him. Like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But I should have said, why are you speeding this fast down a sidewalk? If you had a kid with you oh, yeah. and he hit that you. would not have ended well. No. And we went to Jimmy John's today because I wanted to revisit this scene <laughs> of the you gotta face your fears you know just go back and but get back on the horse ride that train again if you folks listening know where the jimmy johns is in north hollywood on lancashire the jimmy johns is kind of underneath um there's like columns in between the awning and the sidewalk you can't you have a blind spot like when you walk onto the sidewalk where you can't see until you step on the the moment you step on the sidewalk then uh, someone can hit you at any moment and so today i told the employees of jimmy johns do you guys realize how hazardous it is out here? They're just like, man, I just make sandwiches, dude. I don't know about the structural architecture of this Jesus place. Christ, but. man. <laughs> hey, but the moral of the story is if you're going to Jimmy John's in North Hollywood, watch the fuck Look, out because yeah. there's some crazy Wait. people out there. I, and I told Mike after, I was, I'm still steamed up about it, and I don't want to come off like I'm this super, I don't know, neighborhood citizen guy who points out everything wrong, but I do want to post <laughs> on the next door app and let that community know how dangerous the blind spot is out in front of that Jimmy John's. That whole street, yeah. You know but what? the sandwich was okay. It, but the kick and branch exploded in the back. Motherfucker. <laughs> you know what's crazy about like stories like this? The cyclist, right? He goes, he's speeding down the sidewalk, he hits someone. Luckily it wasn't a kid, the kid didn't die. He hit some guy, guy's all right. But now he's probably gonna be a lot more careful when he rides his bike. And yes. I think about that every time I do something wrong, where I like I do something I didn't think was wrong and like it ends up like maybe hurting someone or I like have like a near experience where someone could have gotten hurt. I'm like, shit, I'm never gonna do that again. And like it's like built up my worry meter for my entire life. Like now I worry about things a lot more because I've experienced so many things where I'm like, well, I don't wanna do that. Cause yeah, that you've hurt been someone. injured a handful of times. Or was it just once with your ankle at 
David's house. I get hurt in like weird ways all the time, but I don't know. I don't know exactly why. I just don't really take care of myself. I'm like impulsively do like a flip when I shouldn't. Yeah, I don't like to rough house. Scott likes or Todd likes to rough house. And yeah, we wrestle every time we get drunk. Jeff. Yeah, Jeff <laughs> likes to rough house. Jeff one time body slammed me at your house in the back. I don't know if you remember you're watching the fight. And oh, I do remember Jeff that. Jeff like was like, watch this, like, like whatever. And he comes and grabs me from behind. And then we got into a little tussle and he just literally picked me up and body slammed me onto the edge of the couch and my back hit the wood and like I seized up and I was like, okay, no more roughhousing, Jeff. <laughs> a little bit of roughhousing is always good for, for growing boys. But yeah. unfortunately, we're all in our late 20s. Yeah. And we don't feel as old as we are, I don't think, because of the lifestyle we live. And injuries will last a lot longer than you think. Like when you're a little kid, you'll skateboard down like a, you know, a 10 set staircase, fall on your face, get right back up and try it again. But now like one fall, it could be like a week, you're out of commission. But Right, exactly. So yeah. I kind of want to backtrack just a little bit um, to your high school days. And you said that you weren't really into the performing arts, but Scott, how can you sing so well? Like you do it so effortlessly and you weren't in choir? I actually, I, I try really hard. <laughs> I always think about that Juno quote. He's like, she's uh, like, you look so cool without even trying. He's like, I'm trying really hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I wasn't in choir or anything like that. My dad used to like sing a lot around the house and we'd always just like change lyrics to songs and like say, say what we're saying to someone, but like sing it like, Matt King's a bitch or like, like something like that. Like, <laughs> hey, what'd you say? <laughs> We just like sing it. And even on Vine, I would like change lyrics to songs like, baby, lock them doors and turn them lights down low. Now turn them back on, girl, don't be a hoe. Like I like, <laughs> it's so it sounds, it sounds like I'm in it, a studio. Yes. <laughs> you got a really nice vocal quality to your singing voice. Wow. Thanks. I appreciate that. I, I listen back to my vocals before they get tuned up because everything is tuned to be like perfect now. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? Do I actually, can I actually sing or not? You can. Like, you people, can. people tell me I can sing, but when I hear myself sing, I'm like, that sucks ass. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, you always are more judgmental on yourself than other people are, but. So you and your dad used to make up songs as you would sing. And so you just like grew up kind of singing around the house? Yeah, but it was always like goofing off for fun. Like I never, like back to the LA question, like did I think I was ever going to move up to LA? I didn't fucking know what I was going to do when I was growing up. Like I always wanted to be entertaining. I'd want to entertain people. Couldn't do it in person. So I loved social media. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, and I always thought when I started Vine too, I was like, this could be a catalyst. This could like, I could build a following and then I could be an actor. And now I'm totally happy being a social media person because I have complete control over everything that I'm putting out, even being an independent like artist. Like I don't have someone telling me what to do. I get to make the songs that I want and put them out. Hope you're enjoying this episode. We're just going to take a quick break to give a word from our sponsors. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now back to the episode. You were making vines after high school and college or post-college, I guess. We're the same age, kind right? Yeah. yeah. I'm 28. I'm 28. Yeah. Just turned. So when did you start vine in college or after? <laughs> it was after college. And when did you meet Todd? I met Todd in elementary school but it was like in passing like with like we knew who we each other were but we didn't like we weren't friends and then in be, high i school, bet y'all were pretty close in like you know the yearbook smith and sire but he was a grade above me oh, oh really fun fact todd's older than me everyone's always thought that i was older because i've always had the scruff and i just <laughs> i'm whiter than him so i age more poorly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so you would see him in passing in elementary school then middle school you started hanging out nope. or high school oh. high school it was it was in high school we wrestled together but we didn't really hang out we just like you know we'd talk every once in a while or in the wrestling room and then it was after high school that we had like mutual friends and started hanging out and like partying together who was the better wrestler were you guys in the same weight class <sighs> well when I joined, Todd was a year older than me, so he beat me at first, but then I got bigger than him. Like I, I like, you went Super Saiyan. Uh-huh. I, I got bigger quicker, and now Todd and I weigh about the same, and he's taller than me. So it's like, I don't know. It was interesting, but he also was doing football and hockey, and so I think his junior year he quit wrestling to focus on the other sports because he liked them more, mm-hmm. and then he kind of came back. And at that point, it was it was too far gone. I was the star wrestler. Of you were the school. star wrestler of your high school, not the star, but a star. But I was like the top top three. Did you get, were you like top ranked in the district, state, nationals? I didn't, I didn't place in state because I broke my knee my senior year. I shattered my kneecap. What but, but wrestling? I, yeah, it was because you always shoot on the same knee. I always shot on my right knee, and so I started having a lot of pain in my knee. But I refused to go to the doctor because I didn't want to get surgery before the end of my year. So I kept wrestling on it and it would like puff up with water and shit Ooh, or, or whatever liquid it, it drained. was. I had to get it drained a couple times and then I had to get surgery and they had to put like weird dissolvable screws that like put the kneecap back together. But I went and I did CIF and I, I like won and went to masters and then I went to state, but I didn't place in state. because like, like there was rounds. I had, to, I think I had to, I had to forfeit a round because I just like couldn't do it that round because my knee fucking hurt so i was like were you tatted in high school no no i was like can you imagine like seeing a high schooler on the mat like with todd's <laughs> i'd be so Scott's scared tattoos? i i did get my my first tattoo at the end of my senior year after i turned 18 and it was like the biggest fucking tattoo the one the bear the bear on my side do yeah. you hate talking about tattoos no i don't mind it i don't think much about my tattoos anymore oh like someone I, asked me a question about my tattoo recently like oh what's that for i was like i think i got that with Todd, because we're both Aries or something like that. Yeah, and like completely for like. It's just a part of you now. It's I, not like a. I always think yeah. you have the perfect balance though of tattoos. Like one arm's like a, a near full sleeve. Oh, that's a sleeve. Yeah, I have a full sleeve, and then I, I you know, I'll do like PC things on the other arm. Like I, I don't want to be like tatted, tatted, but I'm tatted. Yeah. Yes, but nothing. You have a tat on, on the leg. I would like to get a couple things on my legs, just because it seems like I'm top heavy. Like yeah, I, like, yeah. <laughs> I balance out the canvas I, a little I gotta bit. Balance do a, do it a out. calf sleeve. Yeah, I want to do a, like you know, <laughs> back of the calf, top of the thigh. <laughs> Me with no tattoos, but I just love looking at people who do have a lot. Being like, I think you need some there. Yeah, fill in that spot over there. And uh, but you hated your first tattoo, or I didn't hate my first tattoo. I hated getting it. I had to go to like three different sessions 
to get it done and it was like just the biggest tattoo and one of the most painful spots to get a tattoo it was on my ribs and it's fucking it's like a foot and a half tall and six inches wide like it's and when you originally went into getting tattoos were you thinking oh just one or two tattoos or did you already have the vision of the canvas you've now uh, I had painted no vision everything i do is like super impulsive it was just like i want a tattoo so i'm gonna get some tattoos or a tattoo and then i got that tattoo and i was like well i gotta get more tattoos now do you think i should get a tattoo everyone should get tattoos what if i had a tattoo what would the tattoo be of and where would it be the first thing that came to mind was rat because of that joke. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but like if you look come now, on. if you own the joke, then you get you get made fun of a lot less for it. That it but it is funny because in high school one time I was joking about getting a Chuck E. Cheese token and oh that would have been a rat. I've said that before <laughs> in my life about getting a Chuck E. Cheese token tattoo, and that's so funny. Chuck E. Like, Cheese is a rat? rat? I thought it was it's a mouse. A, well, Either way, it's a rodent in a, in, a, in, a, in a food chain makes their mascot a rodent. That's the one thing you don't want in the kitchen, and they have it. I actually hey, was, Ratatouille, though. Oh, yeah. I actually was Chucky, though, um, when I was a kid. You, like, you play, you'd put the costume on? And I worked at Chuck E. Cheese's. Oh, and, how was that? Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Um, but actually, no, I didn't enjoy it, but I did enjoy it. But what about this pizza conspiracy then? Can you shed some not light on Not true, not true. It's a stoned teenager back there putting pizzas in the oven and just cutting them really poorly. What's and the conspiracy? That, that they take old pizza and put it together and reheat it. Because <laughs> it looks so uneven when they come out. Yeah, yeah the way no, the pizzas yeah. come out, it that's looks like funny. they're all leftover slices. And that's no a funny way. conspiracy. No theory. way. <laughs> and I heard that they filed for bankruptcy. So mm. that's pretty sad. R.I.P. But um, okay, so I'd have a rat tattoo. Thank you. That's just the first thing that came to mind. I, it's hard for me to think of what tattoo I'm going to get next. I could, how could I think? Have of you one given for you tattoo advice to people? Like, do people ask you? And have you given advice and like seen a tattoo that you've thought of getting created? No. I mean, I've I've like given someone like I think you should put that tattoo there. Like, and they'd be like, Well, oh, I'm such a, a dork. Idea. I'd want like pieces of art from known artists like having like a matisse and 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 like a, a degas and a picasso so then when my kids like sit in my lap they're like what is this i'm like oh this is a matisse the degas and so they know oh all god the, dad you're so fucking boring <laughs> so they know all the classics because of their dad's i don't know that's always just stupid but i thought of that and now if mike had a tattoo what would the tattoo be I, Mike's already shaking his it, head it like, be, no, don't a, even. It would be a quote that said this was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe maybe it's a rat and he's a flea on the rat's back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> We're like, and I just like the star. The Hi, I'm Mike. <laughs> <laughs> or I think you should get the star of David, but with like David's face no, in the middle of it. Because like not. Scott has I've David David's face. Did, is David, okay, I've always wanted to ask you about the David tattoo. Is it like kind of like purposely bad? <laughs> It's amazing. Are you kidding me? It's such a good portrait. It's like a. It looks like he died. That's <laughs> that's the style I got it in. It's oh, like a, oh, you okay. got like memorial style. Yeah, thing. yeah. It's like it wasn't like a cartoon like, caricature or anything like that. It's like a. I, I don't think it looks bad. It's actually, I think your best tattoo. But it's it's like David's the most face. detailed tattoo. But when you do a detailed face, like it's always gonna look a little different than the yeah, person's face. The teeth are always does. a little hard to nail on a tattoo. And like but. you. Even when you're drawing someone, you see a lot of people who do like fan art and stuff, and the shading is like the most difficult part because yeah. you're adding these extra lines to try and get the perfect curvature, but you're always going to kind of overdo it. I mean, it was worth it for the bit. I think so. I was in the vlog for like three seconds. 
I don't even. Uh, you were only in it for three seconds, so this was after the too much Scotty phase because they were just like phasing you out. <laughs> I was just being completely phased out. Um, yeah, it was just it was just like, oh my god, Scott, you got a tattoo, and it was like, but your TikTok was pretty good. Like, woke up with the strange tattoo. Oh yeah, that was Not Joe Volpus's idea. Whose idea? Joe Volpus. Oh, Joe has the best idea. He's such a good creative little guy he has so many ideas and you know what i think it is he doesn't drink and he constantly is thinking about filming and mm -hmm. what he can do no hangovers clear head yeah yeah right no that's, that's he's his. got a superpower over us the rest of us he does him and jeff he has an extra like two days out of the week too like we wake up saturday and sunday just like oh and him, he's just yeah him jeff and david actually with the no drinking thing i've seen david drink though well, he'll he'll like have once, a couple or once something. A year. Right? Like, David have one drink and he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like, easy, buddy. He's funny, like an eighth I, grader. I still think in. of yeah, David he's as like an eighth grade. He's like a, he gets very childlike. Yeah, I, I think of David still as like my kid brother, even though he's like more successful and like very you know like mentally gifted. Like he's like very like creative and shit. But I still think of him as like that's like my kid brother because he's like uh -huh. still like a kid not he's only 23 he still is incredibly young like when we were 23 we were goofing off i don't know what you guys were doing but like you know just goofing off whatever this that he's been like go 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 on go, top go. of the world for the last three years so. do you do you remember when we first met back in the vine days and you were complimenting todd on his instagram captions yes wow and i got offended not offended but i was like todd's getting like praised for his instagram yeah, I, I went right up to todd i go dude you your captions are like poetry like it, 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 he had this very unconventional sense of writing something it was like did you know todd at the time no so you met them both at the same time we, i think we were time. hanging out with zane and heath at uh that uh, beer pool, bar pool, pool brickyard brickyard pub yeah. yes that's wow. when it was and that was peak vine days like lele pons was there alley cat yeah, it was and like it was like a big like all these different viners were hanging out. Yes, that was the first time we met. But then the first time I felt like you and I bonded was outside of Busby's East, and you gave me a piggyback ride. <laughs> we, Not, were uh, we, we, we were drinking. We were drinking. I didn't. I didn't need the piggyback ride, but it was offered, yeah. and I took it. And then I remember like posting you on like my Snapchat, and my cousin was saying, "Oh my gosh, Scotty's eye!" It's so crazy, like the like the world that we're into, like. Like on Vine, we were all separate individuals. Like you had your following, I had my following, Zane and Heath had their following, and like different fans or whatever. Audiences, yeah. And so like you could post something with me and they'd be like, Oh my god, you know Scotty? And it's like, Yeah, we're all Viners, we all know each other. Like <laughs> it all just yeah, we were this big melting pot of all different types of talent coming together. I saw on the Facebook group Vlog Squad um stands someone made a almost like a family tree dynamic of all of our friends so it's like you and todd and then there's like a link in between like met in high school started doing vine with each other <laughs> and then there's like zane and heath and then we're linked up with like carly and aaron it's a very bizarre family tree but someone had like created a whole outline of it's so interesting how much information about us is out there on the internet and of yeah. course there is because look we're doing stuff like this podcast where you're asking asking different questions i always think about you know the security questions yes where were you born what street did you newport grow up on? beach hogue hospital i answered that question earlier they could have one of my security questions you actually from this podcast. where were you born you don't put the city you actually put the name of the hospital 
No, but like I'm I'm saying like I just said Newport Beach, Hogue Hospital, like they could try Hogue, they could try Newport, they could try uh, Newport yeah. Beach. Like, oh yeah, they can. Like all this information that we put out there on the internet is just like people can figure it out. Do you want me to bleep that out? No, I don't want you to bleep that out. I don't, I don't, I don't use that one. Oh, okay. I, I, I like I realize that I'm giving out answers. What was right. the name of my first dog? Oh yeah, or what was your third grade teacher's name? What's your mother's even, maiden I, I don't name? Even, now I'm freaking yeah. out. I don't want to. <laughs> no, yeah, don't cancel it. the podcast. We're done. I don't want to give away any more information about myself. <laughs> My social security number is. No, I'm kidding. I uh, I can't believe you remember the hospital you were born at. Do you know? You don't hosp- know the hospital you were born in? I have a great memory. When Saint- I was a kid, I just I went when I left the building. I saw the sign. Hogue. No, you did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many brothers do you have? Four little brothers. One full brother. What? One on my dad and stepmom's side and two on my stepdad and mom's side. And you're the oldest. And I'm the oldest, yeah. Do you like being the oldest? Yeah. All all of us are the oldest siblings. David's the oldest sibling. I think being the oldest, it made me like a caretaker, like personality-wise. Like I like doing things for people, but I don't like when people do things for me. It makes me uncomfortable. Are you hard on your siblings? watching out for them like you're protective but you i would say are critical but you're just like yo don't don't do that no not not anymore i don't i don't like live down there i don't see them all the time when i go back i'm just like i'm almost more like an uncle that like visits every once in a while than like (laughs) a brother obviously i'm still a brother but like we don't hang out and do shit together anymore um when i was growing up it was like they were babies and i was like the older one so like if mom and dad were gone, you take care of the little brothers sort of thing. Um, and I was like, to my oldest younger brother, I was like a dick, you know, like he had acne. I'd call him nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> Bad teeth. I'd call him nicknames. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, you know, I found out later on that, you know, I, I was being a brother, like picking on my little brothers. And I found out later that like that shit affects people yeah like, it's it is a very weird phenomenon that you don't realize that your younger brothers or siblings see you in a very different way than you see them yeah and it's it's tough like you can't you can't even conceive of it like the way that kevin looks at you or the way that your young, younger brother looks at you it's like the, it's almost like you are an idealized version of what they could be and so uh, any any piece of critical information that you tell them is like the worst thing in the world because it means that they, they'll never be as good as you and Oof. like it's it's really like a dynamic you don't think because we don't think about ourselves in that way where if someone tells us a piece of information about ourselves that oh my god this is i can't believe they just said that like yeah we, we just go about our lives and do what we want to do and yeah. i think that's so important though just having siblings like i want that for my kids i want them to have those types of relationships because i think it is very important and um it's valuable in the long term as you guys grow up together and watch each other grow and like in how many kids do you want scott probably like two or three two or three hundred a (laughs) hundred not just one no only children i don't like only children i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) totally kidding but it's like almost even with like an animal you get like a dog or a cat you're like this dog or this cat needs a friend yeah like i can only be there for this thing so much but they need like someone to grow up with i think uh did you live in a very disciplined household were you grounded phone taken away computer or i'm just disappointed don't do it again (laughs) (laughs) what i didn't have a phone till late in high school i the only time i got in trouble was like when i started drinking when i was 18 i was like 
I didn't really do bad things. You were was, a good kid. I was a good kid. I was like, I, I'm such a nervous, shy, insecure person that like, I would think that doing the smallest bad thing would be the end of the world. So like, if I did something my dad had told me not to do, then I would, was scared to death for no reason. Cause like my worst punishment really was like, he'd be like stand in the corner for five minutes. Stand in the corner. Face the wall. Like you, you don't get to do anything. You're bored. <laughs> Oh man! One time, I when I was a kid, I was uh, doing a little play at the daycare, and we were. I was Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, or everyone was Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, and our babysitter, or the woman who like in charge of the daycare, put lipstick on our noses, and then she, I was acting up, put me in timeout, but she like pushed me into the corner, and the then the lipstick on my nose hit the corner. And she goes, what did you just do? And I was like, you have lipstick. You told me to face the corner. And the lipstick went on the corner. So you talked back. I, I did. And then she <laughs> made me clean it up. And I was crying with a lipstick on my nose in a Rudolph the Ray. Was there a photo of this? I bet, yes, there is a photo from that day. Oh, that's the photo of me in the corner. But I remember my mom coming and picking me up from the daycare and me having to explain it that I was acting up. But I... I, I'm sorry, I got lipstick in the corner. He still you, feels bad about it. He told still, like, me to stand in the corner and you put <laughs> lipstick on my goddamn nose, bitch. A very, <laughs> it's a very distinct memory and just standing in corners reminds me of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was, that was my punishment. Standing in the corner. standing in the corner. Like, I would get scolded back to like the brother thing. I don't. I only picked on my closest. Bro. He was two years apart. Like we, I saw him as kind of an equal even though he's smaller than me. Right. Not like a, so much younger than me. The baby brother's... I was always super nice to, took care of. Sort you can't of thing. pick on a toddler. Exactly. Yeah. Especially when you're 15 and they're four. Three yeah. Or whatever yeah. It is. We're not that far apart, but. So now you have fallen in love with making music. What was, you know, still is your YouTube career. You made a few songs. Uh, originally, did you think just for fun, just something to try out, and then it became bigger than what you imagined? Or did you have this? goal and vision in mind to put out two albums and multiple singles uh, there was absolutely no trajectory when i started like making music the first song was a total joke it was sad song it was like let's make a fun song and i was i think it was the first person in like the vlog squad group yeah. that started getting into music because um andrew fitz like he hit me up to make a song he was doing a series called beat blitz where you make a song in an hour so we went and we made one as like a joke and we we're like let's make it an actual song now and Still, very goofy, jokey song, but it's fun. And I'll never forget the first time you performed live. Was it at Playlist or your or My first, The first time I performed live was, I don't think you were there, but it was at oh. David and Jason's podcast show. And it was their first podcast show. And I had like 400 people there or 300 people. I don't even know. And I put the music video up on the screen with the lyrics on the screen and lip synced to the song with the words in the song. And well, I didn't lip sync. I I tried to sing it, but I just forgot every single. Oh, lyric. I was there. You oh, were there. Yes, goodness. I was okay. there. <laughs> and Liza was there. Oh, and like, oh yes, because I remember like my like heart kind of hurt for you because so you did painful. forget the lyrics. And, and they were on the screen, and, but it was just like one of those things where you yeah. just couldn't get the grip on it. It's performance anxiety. It happens during sex, and it also happens on a stage. But then you performed a VidCon or Playlist. I'm not sure which one. And that playlist. one you were really nervous for. And I think that would, may have been like your second or third I think, time yeah, it was like my second. Like, you were pacing and pacing backstage. and I still do that. I still do that now. It's just like natural. I get like nervous right before. But now when I step on the stage, 
it all goes away and then you know like everyone's like you're a showman man you can you command the stage and it's so cool having watched you grow and grow and grow and seeing i think it was like one of your like final shows that was in la after you guys had been on tour yeah, so I you think had, you came to the last one, yes, right? Yes, you had so, but you had so many shows under y'all's belt. Mm -hmm. So it was like seeing a whole new band, and the confidence was incredible. It was at the Roxy, right? That uh, was from the first tour. This no. last one, I was think, it in was, Anaheim after VidCon? Like, no. Patricia this, was there. <laughs> I forget the name of this, the venue, but it yeah. was here in like downtown Los Angeles. Somewhere. Oh, I remember, I remember, I remember, yeah. Um, yeah. What a fun, like, it is like a thing cool, to do like journey and it's awesome that i've had like all my friends be able to come out and like see the shows and so they saw when i really sucked and now they see when i'm like all right <laughs> like, uh, uh, do you miss the tour life yeah i miss it a lot i was supposed to go on tour in june and like mid-june july oh wow and that was canceled pushed back to october when we weren't sure how long this was gonna last yeah and now it's looking like maybe middle of next year who knows like i'm not going to schedule something until we know what's going to happen with this yeah because also if you go on tour right after it ends like you know when the bars and shit kind of reopen for a little bit yeah if i was like all right i'm going on tour because everything's reopened like you just look like an asshole yeah and people are still probably a little bit hesitant to go out and it's you got to wait till things kick back into full swing exactly you don't want to be the first person to step in the waters <laughs> there was a country singer who like put on a big show and nobody there was wearing masks and it was like some sort of was it vanilla you, ice i don't think it was vanilla ice I, don't know, I saw some headlines that vanilla ice was planning to do a show and everyone was giving him shit because of course vanilla ice out of all people would yeah. be yeah. having a show in the middle of covid and there's talks about how like when touring comes back and like shows come back you have to do like a 600 person room but you can only sell 100 tickets or something so you can have people spaced out and I saw like TJ and Aaron were at a drive-in yeah. concert and like even that is like, how entertaining can that be that you have to sit in a car like miles back? Yeah. Are there like, like microphones on stage that are, are radio frequency where you both. can they hear do radio it? Frequency and big speakers and they project oh. it on a big screen. I mean, it's like a cool experience. But it's, like, yeah, it's a cool experience. But, that's, but like to go to multiple of those and like really enjoy a concert, I don't think you could yeah it just that. changes the whole experience like you have to go with your group of friends it's not something you could just like go pop in up by yourself on a night it's like gotta have the car gotta have the food gotta have the space you do that you go to concerts by yourself i've done yeah i go to concerts by myself all the time i hear that's like therapeutic it's cool like, i, I like it because like, like there's also that anxiety that you get when you are oh, i went to alone yeah or no but when you're like going to a concert with somebody there's always that like pre-show talk like oh yeah i saw them back this day oh yeah have you ever seen that and you just have to like are you talking like, about like dating wise no 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 just like with friends like when you're in line oh. when you get before the opening band oh the opening band <laughs> and you think that's good. bad no. I just sometimes prefer to just like be in the moment and just yes. be alone and not have to worry about like entertaining a friend, not have to worry about coming up with like, you know, small talk banter in between shows and whatever. Just like I'm here, maybe I'll meet somebody, yes. grab I, a beer did, and watch a show. I've seen mm -hmm. Frankie Cosmos two times by myself and I, I liked going by myself. It actually was really cool. And I went to the one in San Antonio by myself because I was out there for a brand deal and I had nothing to do that night. And I left my hotel and went to the Frankie Cosmos show and I met these two uh, fans or they like knew of me. They were like, are you, what are you doing here? Yeah. Why are you here? And they go, Who, who's with you? And I go, it's just me. They go, really? <laughs> and I go, yeah, do y'all want to like just hang out? And they go, yes, of course. And I just yeah. hung out with them and geeked out about Frankie Cosmos. And it was a, it was a really cool... <laughs> It was a cool night, but it's like going to a movie by yourself. Yes. Yeah. Go, and 
indulging in something that you really want to do and not having all the factors of, oh, are my friend's going to like it. There's no pretense. Yeah, not wondering what the opinion of your date or your friend is going to be. Like, it's just like, if I know I'm going to enjoy this, I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah. I don't have to worry about anyone else's thoughts. That's cool. I Um, get that. Let's let's talk making music, making the magic. You, how, what's the process? Because I can't make music. Um, but I can't make. Music. I've always wanted to be in the studio and see how it goes down. I want to be in a studio when a hit's being made. Do you write something and it starts off like, guys, I I I just wrote this down on a pad. Let's. I. Do you come up with the tune first, or does Bruce come up with the tune to accompany what you've written? Um, whoever I'm working with, usually we. I go in and it's like, what what are you feeling? Like, what kind of emotion are you feeling? What are you like? Is there some thing that you're thinking about like sometimes i'll come in with like three different ideas of like shit that i would like to write about like if i miss someone i'll write a song about missing someone like it's it's on that day and i have a song that we started writing about like missing someone basically and i went back for a session the next day and i was like i don't think i can write to this one today i'm not i'm not i don't feel like i'm missing anyone so i don't think i can get the right words out but it starts with a beat so i go in talk about like what mood I want the song to be. We talk about like other songs that we like right now. Is it Dua Lipa's album? Do we want the four to the floor funk bass Mm -hmm. shit? And like we start working on something like that. And then usually you get sort of like in a mood based on what the sound is and then you can just start writing to it. I am blown away by producers on having the patience of tinkering around with a sound over and over and over it's almost like if you've edited a photo you're like wait is this even still look good yeah. and you, it makes you go kind of crazy because you've been hearing the same thing on loop yeah and you have to kind of step away yeah it's and called hear it ear again fatigue and think what's it called it's called ear fatigue ah. and so you have to kind of like step back and maybe like listen to a classical piece and just like cleanse your ears palate so that way you can come back with fresh ears that's what you know fun fact you know what ear fatigue is when you go to a concert and no. how they prevent it? No, no. If you got two openers and then the main act, you start the first opener. The guy who's doing the sound keeps their sound a little lower. And ah. when you first get there, it's going to be super fucking loud, right? But it's quieter than the second act. They raise it a little bit. Ooh. And then when you get to the third act, they raise it to the max or whatever. Oh, that's and so it's a, smart. It's the same as like, all right, if you're listening to music at max volume in your car, it's going to be really fucking loud at first. And then you get used to it and it's not as loud anymore. Yeah, then there's no more room to crank it up and like really feel it. Yeah. But And that's how they amp up the performance each time. It's like the first opener, the second opener, and then wow. main show gets louder and louder and louder. Oh. So you get more and more into it. Have you, do you have a handful of tracks that you've just thrown in the trash can? Like I have. You've been, you're like, I don't even want to finish this. Yeah, I have a few tracks that I will never release or tracks that I started working on that I just stopped halfway through because I was like, nah, this is not, cool it's not good but that's how it is Maybe like, like a, b-side, a b-side album well know? but like <laughs> someone like ed sheeran or john mayer when they do an album they'll write 200 complete full songs and then they'll pick the 12 best like it's it's one of those things where like you just create 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 and then you pick what represents you the best at the time mm-hmm. it's just all part of the process and I'm, I'm trying to be better at that too like not rushing through songs and being like all right i'm putting this one out now because i do that with vlogs sometimes like i'll film a video and i'm like well, this wasn't the funniest video, but it's a vlog. I'm just going to put it out. But I, you can't do that with the song. You can't like release something that you're telling people that you're working on and you're putting your heart and soul into. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe that it's good, then it's like it's not going to do well because 
people can like feel if you don't feel strongly mm-hmm. about something that you're putting out. And also vlogs are likely meant to be watched like, you know, once, twice, three, four, five times maybe, but songs are meant to be listened to hundreds, thousands of times for, for years and decades. So like it makes more sense to put effort into something that's going to last a lot longer and be heard a lot more times. So there's no shame in working your ass off to get a song to where you want it to be. Yeah. And Bruce is the producer, but you also work with Andrew Fitzpatrick. So yeah, I work I work with quite a few different producers now. Um, okay, but I work with Bruce a lot. I, I work with a guy called a guy called uh, <laughs> I work with a guy named John Lundeen as well, and uh, DeCarlo. And, There's just so many different producers. And are they good in their own realms? Because you're like, oh, he can capture this sound better than this sound. Do you go to them for different moods for different songs? Yeah, or? I have I have noted like. There's like hip hop producers, there's pop producers and the guy, John, that I work with, he's in like a pop punk (laughs) band and he plays like four different instruments and like he's really good at doing like those kind of sounds. Like it's, everyone is, everyone has like a different sound that they're influenced by. So they sound different when they're producing. Have you thought about picking up an instrument? I've picked up lots of instruments on tour and I put them right back down. (laughs) 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 Um, No, I've, I've, when I was a kid, I tried learning guitar. I learned a few songs on it and then I gave up because it was difficult. And I was like, I'll just, yeah. what I'm doing now, I just pay other people to play it for me. Yeah, you got the best <laughs> instrument, the voice. Like that's, you can't. I remember when I was on my first tour, we were, it was like winter and shit. And my manager was like, you got to put a scarf on. You got to protect your instrument. <laughs> like what? <laughs> oh yeah, your voice is your instrument. Mm. And it's smart, it's important. And my last tour, I lost my voice for like a week of the tour. I had to go get like prednisone, which is like, Oh, the steroid. Steroid for healing your vocal cords. Did Did it work? Yeah. They came back. I like drank throat coat before the shows and like I got so much adrenaline that I was able to push the vocals out. But they'd be like, just take it easy because you're going to lose your voice even more. (gasps) And painful too when you're like really singing your... But you managed to get through. The audience wasn't like, boo. No. (laughs) Stop. Luckily, the shows are very like performance and energy based. I'm not, I'm not like an Ariana Grande type singer where I can stand there and blow people away with my voice. It's more about like having a nice energetic performance and like lyrics that connect with the people in the crowd. Like, and a lot of it is very hip hoppy too, where I don't have to sing great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Cause you can kind of, mama won't buy me David Dobrik Dobrik merch. merch. No, she won't stick a sticky fingers in, in her, her purse. purse. And if she don't give me money, I'm going to steal from church because I can't let Tiffany get the merch first. I didn't have to sing that. I just no. have to say it. <laughs> I always feel bad wow. when you used to bring us on stage during that part. I didn't to know the, the lyrics. Yeah. And I hated dancing on stage, like just, just lyrics I didn't know. That is what, like those memories I think are just some of the best moments I think of like being friends with you guys of whenever scott had a show and like oh shit it's the last song everyone and we're all just like running from oh, watching yeah. the show backstage Dude, it's, it's so much fun it's so much fun for me and everyone loves to see everybody coming out there supporting me each other you know it's like so much fun. as a group who either i guess you, you would love for someone to open for you or who would you want to open for um i i have a very hard time with like tour stuff because mm-hmm. i lost money on both of my tours I don't like the idea of opening for someone unless it's a huge person because you don't make money as an opener. It's an exposure thing. I don't mean it like a tour opener act, but just one night you get to open. Like who would you love to play a show with? Like Twenty One Pilots or even like Blink One Eighty Two. Like I would love to do like that, like alt rock or like 
someone like that john yeah. bellion like all those people are really cool oh, john bellion so very cool. good and i feel like that would align with like my audience like i think a lot of people that listen to me yeah. also listen to that music yeah no i've done like when i do the the wango tango things and i do like a festival show like i think didn't madison beer do that i one? think didn't madison beer kind of open up for you no. Well, it was a lineup of acts. It was, but I thought it, Madison, was not, it was not an opening. It was it was like a lineup. And I think she went on after me. Oh, maybe that's what it was. And, yes, I think that's right. And like Louis Tomlinson went up as well. Like but that's kind of that's cool. It is cool. It wasn't an, it's not specifically like an opener thing, like I was saying, but like it is just like a, it's a lineup at a festival. And it's cool to like perform on the same stage as yeah. other big artists. One time I opened <laughs> up for uh, Natasha Bedingfield at a Six Flags in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh Really? Yeah, in college, what I was, was the, the drummer. What was the name of your band? That that uh, the band was called Reality Addiction. We we drove down to Atlanta. <laughs> we went down to Atlanta, Georgia. We drove, and it was like the first time we were in a trailer. And like she came over to us and was like, "Oh, you guys? I think she's British, maybe Natasha Bedingfield. Uh-huh. Oh, are you guys, the openers." And we're like, "Oh my God, Natasha, Natasha." I get a question like, about we're the so name. so worried about the future. She goes, "Hey, the rest is still unwritten. <laughs> See you guys later." I got I got a question. Reality Addiction was that like you guys were like straight edge XXX like no, no drugs. <laughs> No, no, no numbing reality with any sort of narcotics. <laughs> uh, You're just no, addicted I, I, to I, life I, as it is. Reality addiction. I think it was like a statement on the reality TV culture that we had that like oh, when everyone was watching reality TV you think shows. That. I, I didn't come up with the name. I joined the band like three years in as a drummer oh. um, and I was with them for like a year or two. But th- yeah, opening for a band is cool. Uh, I had a band, um, but we never performed nor made a song. We just made a MySpace. And we just thought it looked cool. And we took pictures with our guitars. That's um, so fucking funny. <laughs> like, I got a guitar and I was just so excited to create the image that I had a band. So me and my friend. Like a catfish band. Like it doesn't actually exist. No, yeah, it never existed. And me and my friend Austin, we went in our backyard and took pictures of us with our guitars. And the name of the band was called The Neighborhood Wake Up. That's a sick name for a band. It, for like a kid suburban band, not bad. I like that. The Neighborhood Wake Up. So would the meaning behind that be like you're playing drums in your garage and waking yeah. up? Yeah, the, uh, the neighborhood. Oh, I like yeah, that. I, I came up with it. So, and I was just so excited. <laughs> where I was like, I have to make the MySpace. <laughs> oh my god, that's so. <laughs> we never funny. made a single song, nor we never learned how to play our guitars. <laughs> that's so fucking funny. <laughs> I bet I can find the photos of me being all serious in my backyard with the guitar. <laughs> and you just never come out with a song, and people keep asking, like, "Hey, what, are you guys coming out with something?" Yeah, we're working real hard in the studio right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. EP coming soon. Don't worry. So, um, besides being an amazing musician, you're also now. An entrepreneur. I've always been an entrepreneur, baby. I made a website in high school. Remember oh, that? Oh, the roots run deep. I forget. I used to get the little like shit that I didn't want anymore. My old toys, and like try to get my parents to buy them back from me. <laughs> <laughs> you would so, do like, what? I like set up like a little garage sale on my desk oh, I, and be I, like, "You guys can buy this for a quarter." <laughs> oh. Like you would sell back the toys that they bought you yeah, to try and like, get more cash. It was on your like pocket. my equivalent of a lemonade stand, but yeah. like I wasn't selling it to strangers. I was trying to sell it back to my parents. Oh, I sold toys to strangers. I instead of a lemonade stand, I would sit out there with like action figures and stuff. And now looking back on it, older men would pull up and be like, "Oh, what's this? What's this action figure?" And I would negotiate. But looking back, that wasn't very smart. But yeah, I made that's... a couple bucks. Um, but instead of. Uh, Dealing with CDs now, you're making CBD. Okay, okay. <laughs> good one. I good one. To think of some segue <laughs> into that. Yeah, so I I started a merch company first, and then, oh yeah, swipe and up I, ink, and then I started the CBD company with Jay, 
and Jay's always been super into like the the cannabis realm. We have some friends that like are figuring out like what's profitable in in other states and where it like became legal first and all these things. And CBD is this like the derivative that comes from the cannabis cannabis plant, and um, it's it's got all these things that are supposedly so good for you. Stress, anxiety, cannabis, inflammation, <laughs> cannabis. But there's it's, it's not it's not eighteen fifty Mac. The, the devil's times. lettuce. No, there's, absolutely not. There's no know, psychological effect. Like it doesn't affect your brain. It affects like I've had it explained to me so many times, and it's so hard to explain. But there's like things that it like detaches like this thing from this thing, so you don't get stressed out about this thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you get all the relaxation and therapeutic benefits without any of the psychoactive reactions. Exactly. Which is Mike said it best. Up I would like you to be the spokesperson sure. for iCBD. I love CBD. Well, you didn't bring any over. I didn't bring any over because we sold out of all of our products. Um, wow. Well, I was doing some cameos in one of your guest bedrooms, and I saw some boxes filled well, with CBD. Well, they're sold, Matt. They're not yours. They're well, going to be shipped out to their lovely got, customers. We just got some new products in. We got Todd has a muscle rub, and his brand is called Wavy. Ooh. which is cool. And it's like an icy hot with CBD infused. So the CBD can absorb your body. CBD can absorb into your body in multiple ways. Like you can use chapstick, sunscreen, roll on oil. I have the don't be sad oil and you just yeah. drop that into your tea. And when I quit drinking for a month, um, like I think last year, I replaced alcohol with tea and I just put CBD in it and it would like relax me and help me sleep. And can I that. start a line? You can. We'd love to. That's That's the idea of the company is that it's like an influencer run CBD company and we all use the like we create the products that we actually use ourselves. I love CBD. I, I my friend turned me on to it like two years ago, and you just get a little drop, put it on your tongue, put it wherever in your tea, and it, yeah, it just really makes it I feel. I lost mine. I don't know where it is. Well, we got to get some. Uh, get some. Don't some, be sad. Some CBD. Don't be sad. Yeah. Where can people get it? They can get it at icbdoils.co. Okay. ICBD oils. Are you? Are have you taken it today? Yes, I have. That's why this conversation has been so great. Because I'm relaxed. Yeah. It is, isn't it an interesting dynamic kind of, I think, between me and Matt? Because people don't see us hanging out I too was going to say the same thing. I kind of had that even in my notes, like about our relationship. And I wish we were closer, but we have always kind of been like... We've always been like friends, but you've always been closer to the, the Zane side of things. Yes. And then I see you when... Like we'd like be around each other all the time, but we'd always be like it's almost like a subdivision of friend. Group. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's, you work in the same building but in different departments. Yes, like, yeah. yes, yes. And you'll see each other in the cafeteria at the holiday parties, but you're not, you're not working on the same projects day to day. But I don't think it's yeah. intentional. I think it's purely just proximity yeah. of being around people just more often. It's not because like I was living with Zane, or also one point I was living really close next to Zane, like a block mm -hmm. away, so we would see each other more often. And then I would moved in with Todd and then Jason, and I started hanging out with Todd more. Yeah, it, it all just, it it just is a matter of like time and place, I feel like. like yeah. we, we're around each other a lot when we're around each other, and then sometimes we're just not. And it's always fun times, there's no, uh, yeah, we all, we're all great friends. I fucking hate Matt, that's why I never okay. see Well, you. yeah, no, this is, uh, we're done, you know, after this. Uh, I, I have to go. <laughs> uh, uh, well, we loved having you, Scott. Thank yes. you so much for your time. Thank you You're for having me. It was a hoot and a half. Uh, hey! hey boom, man. boom, boom. And if you guys haven't already, go listen to Don't Be Sad by Scotty Sire and go watch the music video. 
that I'm in. You are in it. Also, I'm in a lot of the other music videos. I'm in Notice Me. I'm in Kickback. You know, oh, I was watching Palm Springs on Hulu, and they shot some of the scenes. Oh, I think you told me this. At the, the bar. From the Notice Me from video. From the Notice Me video. Yeah. Oh, good times. Um, anything else that you want to plug, Scott? I just want to plug myself. Everyone, please follow me on Instagram. I've been losing followers every day. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, thank you so much for having... Uh, wait. <laughs> thank you You're so the host, much. not the guest. I know. Thank you so much for being here, Scott. I love you. I'm so proud of you and cannot wait to see what's to come in the I, future. I love you too. And, and, and we you do too, video, Mike. Thanks, thanks for having me. And oh, come thanks. back yeah, for the we do video, Scott, we get to see your beautiful face and your lovely tattoos and that rockin's bod <laughs> <laughs> i'll take my shirt off when yeah. we do the video. all right all right all right adios everybody take care have a great week bye, bye.